I can't envision the day without it being like, are people coming? Are there masks? Is it going to get canceled? Is it going to be small? Is there going to be dancing with this great band that we got? And so I just feel like I'm not like, yay, wedding as I was a year ago. And I should be. Welcome to Bride to Have Been. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Like many others, I was a bride-to-be, planning to marry my best friend in front of our loved ones, our tribe of 150 people. Needless to say, the pandemic upended the Pinterest perfect wedding I had planned. From 150 to seven guests, I had the most unexpected dream wedding. But not all brides and wedding professionals have had the same experience. Join me as I uncover the reality of this new normal in the wedding industry. Welcome back to Bride of Ben. Today, I'm looking forward to introducing you all to Jenna Schulman. Jenna and her fiance, Zach, have been together for eight years. These two are the type of couple that you would just gravitate towards. They are social butterflies and know how to entertain a crowd. As you can imagine, these two come from a lot of family and friends that know how to party. Their wedding was scheduled for 2020, but they had to push it back to 2021 in hopes that they were able to bring their original vision to life. Let's keep our fingers crossed for Jenna and Zach as these two are eager to tie the knot as they're heading into nine years of their relationship. Jenna, thank you so much for joining Bride to Have Been today. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's so great to meet you. But before we dive into your crazy COVID wedding planning, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about how you and Zach first met. Yes. So there's kind of a long version and a short version. So (laughs) long version is that I was an intern in 2010 and I was kind of hanging out with this guy and he invited me to a Yankee game and was bringing a friend and I was bringing a girlfriend and he brought Zach. And I remember talking to Zach at the bar before the Yankee game when everyone had crowded bars and the beer was flowing. And I was working as an intern for Viacom and MTV. And Zach was working as an intern for Sports Illustrated. And we were kind of in the corner talking journalism, nerdiness, and how we both had that shared interest. But I was on a date with Jordan, so I wasn't really paying attention to him that much. It was a short little summer fling. I went to college at the University of Maryland and Zach happens to be from the state of Maryland. So we always just like had the same kind of connections. And so a year later, I had graduated college, gotten a job at ESPN, and I got a Facebook message from Zach saying, hi, Jenna, I don't know if you remember me from the Yankee game of last year, but I just got a job at ESPN. And I've heard from Jordan and a few others of our mutual friends that you are also working at ESPN. And I just wanted to reconnect because I'm looking to move there and have a few questions. So I was the first person that toured Zach around ESPN and didn't really think much of it. Just remembered him as the journalism kid from the Yankee game a year prior. And we had been friends and co-workers for an entire year, which now brings us to 2012. 
and just, you know, the sparks kind of flew throughout the summer and we were both in central Connecticut. I don't know if that has something to do with it. No, I'm just kidding. And we uh, got together and it's been great ever since. So it wasn't like a love at first sight thing. I think I had always thought he was cute. He felt the same and just slowly but surely being in having so much in common, we fell in love and the rest is history. I love it. Okay. Question. The guy that you were originally on the date with is Zach and him still friends? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but not because of us, because it really was just like a stupid summer thing. Like yeah. it didn't really get any serious. And I think like just over time, they, you know, like got out of touch, but it definitely was a little awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable. And Zach's like, he, I'm friends with this guy, but maybe not like friendly enough that I'm going to, you know, risk not being with Jenna. But uh, and then everyone always asks about working together at ESPN. Yeah. Like, we were literally one of like a hundred couples there. <laughs> like, like it was, it was weird if you weren't dating anyone at ESPN because you had like 520 something year olds in the middle of central Connecticut working odd hours in the journalism field. So we, you know, were, we're kind of in separate departments, so it was okay, but it was, it was kind of funny for a little while and seeing each other in the halls and funny enough too, we both left that industry. So we are no, we are journalism quitters, but <laughs> we are on to, you know, things that we are better suited for. Nice. I love it. What's funny is that actually one of my counterparts where I work, he met his fiance at ESPN as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I feel like, does ESPN have an office in New York? I would assume they do. They do. Yeah. We didn't get quite lucky in that. That's more of their like business and sales and finance, but we were like at the actual studios. And Uh, so we had to, like, I had to be there live for the shows. And then Zach was actually traveling on the event side for Monday Night Baseball. We spent eight weeks apart when he was at the World Cup in Brazil, which I still regret not going. I'm so jealous. (laughs) What? I know. I don't know why I didn't go. That was terrible, terrible idea of me. But it was early on the relationship. So maybe that was why. Tickets were like $5,000 to go to the World Cup. But... That's so crazy. So crazy. I love it. All right. So how would you describe Zach? Zach. So Zach is just like ridiculously funny. He has crazy impressions of people. And I have a combination of an Italian and Jewish family. And there are a lot of characters. So he has really connected with all of my cousins, 18 cousins, because he can impersonate almost all of them. (laughs) So that's just one little side note about him. But I would just say he's always just like full of joy. And he really, in so many ways, can go with the flow. He's I'm an entrepreneur now and I can get into the workaholism rut where all I do is work, work, work. And he just like gets me out, gets me going. Like I was always down for different adventures. We love to travel. He's a big foodie. So he's now turned me into a foodie and he just like lives his life. And like, I love that so much about him. And we just have a lot of fun together. And unfortunately, you know, we our wedding has gotten delayed, which I'm sure we'll get into, but 
Yeah. Can't wait, but also feel really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But I feel really good about us and our relationship and it's never been stronger, even though we're in this tiny apartment together. So I would say we just like click really well and are best friends in so many ways. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So you guys have been together for eight years. You're rolling on to nine as we head into 2021. At what point did you know he was the one? You've been together for a while. So I feel like you may have known early on or... I'm curious to know what you, what you're going to say. <laughs> I honestly knew right away. And, <laughs> and he says, and I know that's like so cheesy. And I, you know, I had a lot of different, I don't say a lot of different boyfriends, but it wasn't like I got into a relationship and always knew they were the one. This felt like so different from any other relationship I'd have ever been in. And I was like, what's happening right now? What is this feeling? And so I really, really knew right away. I like introduced him to my my parent my dad came to Connecticut and we went out for dinner like a week into it. Like that's so Oh wow. Yeah. Like (laughs) I just was like, Can you meet my dad? Like so weird. And he actually Zach says the same thing. And he always says he knew when he, I went to college football game with him and his UNT University of Miami and they were playing Boston College and he just kind of was with all his friends and I was like one of the guys and didn't have, wasn't like the needy girlfriend. So, and that was like a month into our relationship. So we both really knew right away, which is why like it was a little frustrating that I was waiting so long <laughs> and it was became kind of like a joke of like, Zach, when are you going to propose? But Zach, his, I've said many good things about him, but one of his flaws is that he can take a long time to make a decision, even if it's something as simple as like what to order on a menu. And so between that and the fact that, you know, I, I launched this career and new business and really like dove head into that, we were a little like slow to the race. And so finally it happened. And so when I, you know, heard about COVID and kind of saw my wedding maybe not happening, like that was obviously the first thing I thought of was like, oh my God, we waited <laughs> so long. And like, this is so ridiculous that I have to wait more. But I think in a way it made me like, know that I should push my wedding back. Cause it's like, I come this far, like what, what's another year really? <laughs> yeah. Right. You're like, yeah. And we're, I want to get into the details of like your vision because I feel like your wedding, what you're, you have planned is beautiful, but I want to hear first is like, how did he propose to you? Or I should say, I shouldn't assume he proposed to you. It could have gone either way, but it's not like the friends episode when Monica proposed to Chandler, <laughs> even though that, yeah, people did tell me to do that. And I was like, mm, no, even though that's awesome for people to do it, but like, I'm, a, I'm not even that traditional, but in that sense, I felt like I wanted to be a little bit more traditional, but props to girls who do it. Cause that's awesome. And I'm almost jealous of that. Maybe <laughs> already been married by now, probably <laughs> um, like four years ago, we would have been married. Totally, percent. So maybe I should have. So as much as like people are surprised by this, I actually don't really like attention. So I didn't want something like We live in Hoboken outside of New York City, and there's so many beautiful photos that people do outside and right along the skyline, but there's still a spectacle, and I was like a little shy, so I was having a business as a college counselor, so I'd go and see different colleges to advise my students, and I was at the University of Michigan, and I was flying home, and while I was there, he took my parents, both of them, out for dinner to ask their permission, 
and their hand in marriage. <laughs> and they said, yes, finally. Yes. And when I came home, he, I walked into like a candlelit room with a PowerPoint of all like the eight years of photos of us. And then at the very end, it said, will you marry me? And I was having my 30th birthday party. It was like a week away, but I was having a big brunch the next morning. And so I had already like all my family and friends that were going to be there. And so I surprised, I didn't like post anything or tell anyone until I only told a few people until the next morning and I showed up and like flashed my ring. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. So you got like your intimate moment together, but then you knew the next day was a party that you could celebrate with everybody. Yeah. So it was like a good balance. Exactly. So I avoided the, like everybody looking at me while he was proposing, (laughs) but yeah, the like aftermath and everything like that. So yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was like perfect. I feel you on that. I think people would be surprised to hear me say I don't want the attention on me either because like I'm very outgoing and social and so forth. But like when Julian and I were talking about this a long time ago before he even proposed, I was like, I would prefer like it'd be like an intimate setting that we're, you know, just you and I get to kind of enjoy and then we can go celebrate with everybody else. So I feel you on that. Our personalities may say one thing, but sometimes with something special like that. It's nice to do it together, but all power to everybody else that wants to do it in front of a lot of people. Yeah, totally. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, GiftPod. As you know, Julian and I still manage to have a dream wedding, even though we had to do a lot of bobbing and weaving to make it happen during the pandemic and ended up celebrating with just our immediate families. But of course... We did truly miss celebrating with our entire tribe. In order to give our peeps a way to celebrate us, we asked them to send audio recordings of their love, support, and advice for our relationship. The recordings were produced, edited, spiced up with music, and packaged as a gift pod, our own personal podcast that we can now listen to on our anniversary or whenever we just want to feel loved. GiftPod is giving every guest on the podcast a free gift pod and is offering our listeners 10% off. You can apply it to a wedding package or you can use it to give a gift pod for any occasion, a birthday, anniversary, or even a celebration of life. Go to giveagiftpod.com and use promo code COVIDBRIDES. All right. So describe what your 2020 wedding was supposed to look like and hopefully is going to look like in 2021. Yeah. So I said before that I'm not like I'm traditional in some ways and not in the other. And so I didn't want the traditional, you know, New Jersey wedding hall props to everyone who did it that way. I had just been to a lot of them that way. And I felt like I wanted something a bit different, something that was on the water. Zach and I both love the ocean, just any body of water, really. Like we live two blocks away from the Hudson River, which is totally kind of crappy, but it's still beautiful to look at. So any kind of water. And I thought about the Jersey Shore, but realized that I didn't have that much of a connection to the Jersey Shore. And what we both had in common was Maryland. So I loved going to the University of Maryland, even though I'm from New Jersey and I'm a big Terps fan and love like the crabs and all of that. And Zach is from Bethesda, Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C. And so we, you know, didn't really need something in D.C. because it didn't 
in certain parts didn't really have like the water weekend feel. So I had heard of this town called St. Michael's, Maryland, which I knew was on the Wedding Crashers, which is also like our favorite movie. And the whole wedding scene is filmed in this town. And it's like one of those like hidden gem little communities where there's like, you know, maybe one square mile of like a few wineries, bars, restaurants, and then everything overlooks the Chesapeake Bay. And so when I went and saw this place, it was absolutely perfect. It was it's the Chesapeake Bay Maritime Museum, which is just a museum for like very nautical. They show off boats. I don't, I know, should probably know more about it, but <laughs> um, there's a lot of like rustic vibes going on, old, you know, boats that are there, like a little mini lighthouse. And there's a big, beautiful green grass area that overlooks the water. And that's where we were going to set up a tent and the cocktail hour is going to be in an old boat shed. So when I describe it, I call it like rustic nautical, which everybody makes fun of me for. But it's true. It has that kind of like shabby chic look to it, but also the boats and the preppiness of that. So kind of like a good hybrid. And then we were going to do a Friday night gathering with every single person invited a big welcome party to do crabs like hammering of the crabs and seafood so cool anyone who's allergic to seafood that's coming is like totally screwed because like (laughs) the whole event is like like crabs and lobster and I don't even know like just a bunch of shellfish so any kosher attendees are also might have to think we have to get some backup for them too but hopefully we have some other food but there's a lot of crab and so friday was going to be big a big crab shack right there saturday was going to be the wedding that was fully that is and was fully outside and then sunday on my family rented a house where my bridesmaids and i were going to get ready and sunday we were going to use that house to do like a backyard soiree goodbye brunch. So it was really, I've always wanted like a weekend wedding because both of us have such big families and friends. And I really wanted just like everyone to be there for the whole weekend because I always am so sad at my friend's weddings when they come and go and they're done in six hours. So I wanted to kind of extend it and yeah, it was going to be really pretty. Yeah, (laughs) it still is hopefully fingers crossed. yeah yeah so you know I think the good thing is that it is outside and my family my parents like really were pushing me to not do it there because we had no indoor plan if it was really 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 hot if it rained like we could you know the tent is there so that would be fine but if it's really hot there's nowhere to go but now in a way it kind of worked out that it's outdoors the whole time because we don't need to innovate and we don't need to try to hope and pray that things the indoor restrictions get lifted so i think in that category we're good yeah definitely it checks off that box of making sure everything's outside so yeah That's awesome and sounds beautiful. So I really do hope it comes to life for you. Having a long weekend like experience, we had the exact same conversation because we were looking in San Francisco and it was going to be ridiculously expensive for like a five or six hour event. So we also were supposed to do a whole weekend like going glamping somewhere. So we were right there with you guys. Like we didn't like we've been to weddings where it's like you show up and like boom the wedding's done and it's like okay bye everybody but like this like allowed 
we were hoping at least, and I hope you get to experience it to actually spend that quality time with all your guests because it goes by so fast. (laughs) Right. That's another thing I've always like felt so bad for the bride and groom at the wedding when, you know, they're trying to enjoy themselves, but then every single person saying hello to them. So like my plan was Friday to everyone say hello to me and be preoccupied on Friday. And then on Saturday, I could just dance and ignore everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we already said hello. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to thank you again for coming. <laughs> I'll say goodbye to you tomorrow, but for now I'm just going to dance. So yeah. Nice. How many people are you inviting? About 220. And that was like still cutting a lot of people. It is sort of kind of destination-y for, you know, people where you are in San Francisco. They obviously had to fly and it's a little bit of a ping because it's to Baltimore and then a drive. But for many of us, anyone in the Maryland, D.C., New York, New Jersey area, it's like a three-hour drive. So I think we were kind of expecting like 175, but that's obviously something that is super bums me out because even like cut like cutting it down and even like knowing people that couldn't come pre-pandemic was so sad to me. So if I'm going to be, you know, really sad, but understandable if like people can't come this summer because I just always love to see everyone and have everyone be together. Yeah, definitely. So when did you realize during like shelter in place was announced for us in March? And when did you realize that your wedding was going to be impacted? Because for me, I thought September when my wedding happened was like in the clear. I was like, oh, I'm I'm good. (laughs) I was like, I don't need to worry about this. But at what point were you like, oh my gosh, my wedding is not going to happen this year? Yeah. So I don't know an exact date. I would say compared to, you know, my mom, sister, Zach, I was really early and I'm not normally a pessimist, but like I was a super pessimist in this situation and I just felt like it wasn't getting better and I'm very action oriented. So I don't wait for things to happen. I take action. And so I think that we were letting it go until like April and then mid, probably mid April, gosh, it's all a blur. Our wedding planner had said that a lot of people were moving from the summer to the following summer. And on top of that, people were still getting engaged and planning weddings. So we had double the volume that we're trying to book for 2021. And I was like, I'm not losing all of these vendors and it's not getting better. And so I switched it and my sister thought it was so early on. You're being ridiculous. But I, I was right. <laughs> you were right. Your instinct was right. Even though you felt like you're being a pessimist, it was the right feeling you were having. So yeah, I, I wasn't right, but <laughs> I know you, you and me both. It's interesting because a lot of people I've talked to is that's been the biggest thing is when they waited and now trying to book for 2021, it's like there's no dates available anymore. So some people are in a pickle of like, what do I do? So it was the perfect decision if you wanted to obviously keep around the same time. And I'm guessing you wanted like a Saturday versus like, I think what's available now are like Mondays, which is crazy. I know. I know. You know, because New Jersey is so populated state and there's, you know, some of these great halls that people rent out. I had heard people were doing like Mondays and Thursdays. 
you know, and obviously you do what you can do and everyone's going to adjust, but it's just like the wedding that I had envisioned, like it wouldn't really work out that way for a whole weekend. So I just kind of like, and, and we were going back and forth because now we, since we were early, we kind of did have a lot of different weekends to choose from. So, you know, do we do it in June? It's a little cooler maybe, but I just was like, I'm going to do the exact same weekend, just pick up and move. And so it, since it went with August 1st, now it's July 31st. I hate, I hate how July 31st sounds, but that's the least of my problems. Yeah. <laughs> do you, did you have any difficult times with your vendors or the venue with moving it? Did anyone charge you more or were people pretty accommodating? I would say I'm really lucky that every single thing so far is completely smooth. I think that that's really a product of St. Michael's, Maryland. But if you ever are in like the Chesapeake Bay, Eastern Shore, Maryland, like it's just such a charming community and everyone knows each other that I don't think any vendor wanted to be like, that's the vendor that screwed everyone's wedding. So really everyone like worked together and I have such a great wedding planner. And so, so far, so good. I am a little bit nervous that like, I don't know, someone's going to like pull out the carpet from under me, but everyone was really accommodating and I feel really lucky for that. That's great. Yeah. A lot of people have not had that experience. So. Oh, I know. I, it's crazy to me. I mean, it's such sad times, but I guess, you know, people are really losing a lot of money from their businesses, but I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Definitely a but tough one. It happened to me, and I think that's really like why I picked this whole little town because everyone's just like so kind, and I'm I feel really lucky for that. Sometimes I don't even like think about that, you know, and I take that for granted a lot. Yeah, real talk. Do you have your wedding dress? I do. <laughs> so Kleinfeld in New York City yeah. is where I got from, which is kind of funny because it's on say yes to the dress, and I'm definitely not. A like a one of those say yes to the dress girls um but it's a great show and it was there was some like filming going on so it was very funny to watch but I did get it there and that was kind of that's actually the most thing that kind of got put me in a pickle because I had to get it preserved and then you have to pay for like the shipping and the tax so I'm not gonna you know hate on anybody or anything like that what they have to do so I have to now like put it in some I got it preserved because they made me feel like if I didn't then it was gonna look terrible so now I'm getting they're actually shipping it next Thursday so I'm like I have to be (laughs) I'm so curious. What does it mean to preserve it? Like, is it just keeping it hung up the way it should be hung? I honestly have no idea. I know that they put it in like, so there's no, it's very temperature controlled. It's very pressed. It's like very white. So I I guess if you have it in any kind of off temperature situation, it could discolor. Mm. And that's what they told me. So, you know, $300 later. Oh my goodness. So what's another $300? Throw it out the door. (laughs) So that is what they told me. So (laughs) we'll see. Here you are. It is what it is. So what's been most stressful? I mean, from hearing you, it sounds like 
you got really lucky just to be able to pick it up and kind of move it out a full year. But imagining there's some stressful pieces of this all having to do that. I think just like the lack of being excited about it is stressful to me. And like, I wish that I could be excited about it. And I guess as it gets closer, I will be. But I'm just like so emotionally drained about it and kind of like, it's, I can't envision it because I don't know what July 31st is going to be. I, nobody does, whether or not you're getting married on that date, you just don't know what summer 2020 is going to look like. So for me, like I'm a very visual futuristic thinker and I can't envision the day without it being like, are people coming? Are there masks? Is it going to get canceled? Is it going to be small? Is there going to be dancing with this great band that we got. And so I just feel like I'm not like, yay, wedding as I was a year ago. And I should be and I'm upset because everybody else that got married and pre pandemic was able to have such a fun year of planning and celebrations. And I feel like, I guess, almost like very negative. I don't feel negative about it. I just feel like there's this lack of excitement and that saddens me mm-hmm. because I wish I could picture it and know that it would be perfect, but it's hard for to say that right now. Yeah. And there's so many unknowns still. So you just went through this whole year of like building up as excitement and then all of a sudden everything just like shut down and you're just like, oh my God, what just happened? So yeah. I was going to say like one of my mom's friends who she teaches with, who's, you know, in her twenties and getting married, she got engaged very recently and she doesn't feel the way I do because she, and she was saying, I think Jenna feels this way because she's already been burned mm-hmm. and this is like her first go around in it. So she's like feeling how I was last year, even though there is a pandemic, but I just feel like I've been burned. So now I'm like cautious and feeling like a little bit more skeptical. Yeah. Almost like you don't want to get your hopes up because you don't want to be disappointed again. (laughs) Exactly. Like I feel like my students who apply to their dream college and they're, you know, are like, I'm not getting in, I'm not getting in, I'm not excited about it because it makes them feel better if they get rejected. And maybe like psychologically, that's what I'm doing. And that's what makes me sad and stressed the most, even though it's not like a physical thing. Yeah, totally. Well, on a more positive side, what do you feel most hopeful for? Do you feel like there is a chance? Like, if not, are you at a place where you kind of thought about a plan B if it can't happen? I feel hopeful that I am marrying like the love of my life and the guy that like I'm supposed to be with. And that's obviously like the most important thing because, you know, some people like it doesn't marriage doesn't end, you know, so perfectly for them. And that's, you know, not always the greatest thing ever, even though they had an amazing wedding. So, you know, I feel really confident that I'm marrying the person I'm supposed to marry. And that's really good. And I And I do, in a way, feel confident about it. It's outside. You know, I think a lot is changing for the positive with the vaccine. You know, I think that people, hopefully by summer, are going to want to get out of their house and want to celebrate. And I feel like I'm everything that was 
stressful to me is just not so important anymore. Like the weather, you know, obviously I'd love it to be a perfect 75 degree day, but if it's hot, oh, well, you know, (laughs) you're like, I'm having the day. That's what I care about. (laughs) So um, if people have to wear masks and want to wear masks, like I just, you know, that's okay. And, and, you know, I, at one point, maybe that's crazy to me, but it's fine. You know, everything is just different. And so I don't really have a plan B. I think my plan B is just doing the whole thing, but just like with smaller and, and more personal. And, you know, I think whoever wants to come, will will try to come. And I think the only thing that would stop us is if, if the state had a, like a shutdown about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully by then that won't be the case. Yeah. Yeah. So in hindsight, you know, with the vaccine and everything that I think I made the right decision because I know like people like you and my cousin had the micro weddings and everything like that. And that was so awesome for everyone too. But I think for me, I kind of had this vision and I wanted to see it through and if it has to change, so be it. But at least like I tried it out. (laughs) Yeah. You got to try, you know? All right. So before I ask my last question, is there anything else that you would want to share with fellow brides that are trying to go through this that's been really helpful for you during this time to stay balanced? Because I know a lot of people have dealt with things emotionally. Have you been able to like stay balanced in any way? Yeah. So I would say this is going to sound funny. There's a lot of Facebook groups out there and they're kind of like this therapeutic forum. You know, I think for me, it's been very hard to talk about this with people because either my friends are already married. So it's not really like something that they could relate to at this very given moment. Or I also don't want to make anyone feel bad and thinking like my problems are so big when people are dying and losing jobs and all sorts of things. So I, I feel like this kind of weird balance of, I want to, you know, feel, feel my feelings, but I don't want to like seem out of touch and like, oh, you know, this problem of the stupid wedding weekend that she's upset about when so much else is going on. So there's a bunch of Facebook groups. I'm trying to look at right now. Like one is like New Jersey centric, but then there's like just COVID-19 brides. And it's been really nice. Like I don't really post a lot on there, but it's been nice to like read what people are saying and like see what people are doing and see how they're adapting to weddings. And then just like kind of see that you don't feel like you're the only emotional one out there. And yeah, I feel like Facebook groups to like, just see what random strangers are seeing and doing has been really a good community. Nice. That's great advice. First person I've heard talk about specifically like around the COVID stuff. So that's for brides specifically. So I think that's awesome. All right. So last question that I like to ask every bride is what's one thing you've learned or valued through the constant changes you've experienced while trying to plan your wedding this year? I think that I've learned to just like roll with the punches a little bit more and to understand that things aren't ever going to be perfect and things change and they could change at any given moment. And as long as like you value the ones that you're with, that things will really like work out in the end and things don't have to go as perfect as your Pinterest board picture them to go. 
and that's okay. And, you know, we will be fine in the end. If it's a small wedding, it's a big wedding. And as long as like, I'm with the person that I'm supposed to be with, which I feel I am. So I love it. Yeah. Love it. Zach's the lucky man. Have you? <laughs> he is. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Jenna, thank you so much for being on the Bride to Open podcast day. I really appreciate you sharing your story. I'm really hopeful that 2021 is looking bright for you, that you actually get to have your dream wedding. So thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Follow me on social media at Bride to Have Been and please send me or DM me your COVID wedding stories if you're interested in being featured on the podcast. Bride to Have Been is brought to you by GiftPod and produced by StudioPod. Edits were made by Notolab. Special thanks to Gary Oakland for providing this track. Subscribe, rate, and share with your fellow brides.